A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai. Oh, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a big quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Rampage tonight. And you know what that means. <clears throat> After a week off, it's back. The Rampage rap with rhymes so tight you can't help but clap. Lucha Bros and FTR, they'll meet her. This feud's hot like a spicy fajita. We'll... <laughs> we'll... Will Wheeler Yuta feel Cole's boom and can Soho take Rose's bloom? Let's be honest, we don't give a fuck because tonight's tonight about the debut of Hook. <laughs> Two pabs. Two pabs. One complaint. I actually did a rap last week. Ah. Thanks for supporting the content, you part-timer. <laughs> right, well, disregarding that. Do you want to tell us what you've been doing for the last uh, 24 hours here at What Culture Towers? Well, my hand is killing me. Would you like to know why my hand is withering away? Normally it's your back from supporting these podcasts <laughs> yeah. and carrying them. But yes, why is it your hand this week? My hand hoits. Because eh? I've been signing, and in honour of Hook's debut, I will use Taz's work, favourite word, a plethora Ooh. of becoming all elite the rise of AEW. Books, pallets, boxes upon boxes of which arrived in the office yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, realistically, I've just been going ham on some paper. Yes, so if you have ordered them, hopefully they'll be uh, heading out to you in the coming days and and weeks. And you can still order them right now, whatculture.bigcartel.com. If you order now, then we have to prioritize and shift out the previous pre-orders. Yeah. We've done everything we can in the office. Myself, Cleary, who edited the book, um, Phil Chambers, who lovingly designed the cover, and um, someone who might not even want to have their name right out on a podcast, mm-hmm. but someone who's come in to really do the admin. Um, so that's been really appreciated. We've done everything in our end. Blame the bloody posters. Yes. You will get it at some point. Yes, you'll get it at some point. It's here. All the boxes were here. It was an absolute thrill. Um, so, yeah, if you want it, 
we have to prioritize the pre-orders um, in terms of Christmas deliveries, but we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. If you order it today, we'll get it at some bloody point. Exactly. Uh, right, let's talk. Hook, his in-ring AEW debut is tonight. He's facing Fuego Del Sol. Uh, and a little confession from myself and Michael Sidgwick. Normally, we come into these deliberately blind. We don't like any spoilers when it comes to Rampage when it's taped, obviously, immediately after Dynamite. Before you panic, this is not a result spoiler. No, 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 no. No. But, spoiler alert, Hook looks fucking awesome. Yes, if you don't want to know anything, if... We much, haven't watched the match. If you, the like, match. if you like Fry, Frank Costanza, and you like to go and fresh... <laughs> Then skip the next two minutes. Frank and Frank Costanza and Taz are a lot alike as mm. well. Really I feel are. like Frank Costanza definitely said yam bags at some point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but regardless, the brief clips we've seen from people sharing just his entrance. I mean, that's all I've seen on on, yeah. on social media and what have you. Fast oh. forward two minutes if you don't want to know yeah. out, right? But this is no spoilers. The results we could probably guess how it's going to go. It's a it's a debut, and he's facing Fuego. Yes, absolutely. Come on. So. He comes out with simply Hook written on the Tron. The guy is a bad boy GQ model in terms of how handsome he is and the specific type of handsome. What did Amy call him in the office? He looks like a SoundCloud rapper. A SoundCloud rapper. Yes, absolutely. She said, because we were saying, right, and you know, this is preview content as well. What is it about Hook that captivates us all? This is a man who's never really spoken this is a man who's never wrestled outside of one gorgeous overhead suplex. Um, he's become a meme, but it's not like he's not a figure of fun. I think people are just genuinely drawn mm. to this incredibly handsome young man who's got a very brooding demeanor. And a lot of reports have surfaced saying that they've been drilling this kid. He's pretty damn good already. He's got prodigy written all over him. You feel like, you know, regardless or not whether he's Taz's son, with Taz looking over his shoulder, he ain't going to let him cut any corners. No, absolutely, absolutely. So he's eminently shaggable. (laughs) And he's the kind of cool presence in pro wrestling that we've kind of sorely missed. Mm. You can tell from various tributes and various, like, the two-sweet movement and all the rest of it, you can tell... This generation of wrestlers at their heart are wrestling fans. So it kind of removes the mystique for you in a small, pretty insignificant way, but, you know, to a degree. Hook has none of that. Mm. He just looks like this brooding young killer of a kid who's incredibly handsome and could theoretically do anything, and he just wants to be a wrestler. So the entrance comes out, fight shorts, knee-knee pads, brooding demeanor. He just looks like he's there to mess somebody up and not really give too much of a damn about hurting somebody in the process. He lounges over the ring post as if to say, yep, get on with the introductions. I'm bored already. This is a formality. That's just how tough and how hard I am. So that's the extent we know. He just gets a huge pab because people are captivated by Hook. Um, Obviously, it's New York, and the natives will be behind him given where his dad's from and where he is, in fact, from. As for his ring style, I've heard various reports, and yes, we've covered on this podcast, when people go there, they're absolutely well within their rights to have, frankly, the best goddamn time of their life. I can't wait to go to an AEW show someday. And there's maybe a suggestion that when they go, this is a match of the air candidate, and it's shocking because you go and go, oh yeah, that's four and a quarter, where's my five? Mm. It's like, I never feel disappointed, but you do feel like the mythology of a taped Rampage match can sometimes undo the the broadcast. I've read so many accounts that, don't worry about hook lads, he's class, he's really, really good. Um, So I'm just buzzing for this. It's an actual, it feels somehow like an event. As for his ring style, if you can tell by his name, 
um, which, if you're unfamiliar, not only is it a uh, reference to his dad's, where he was billed from, Red mm-hmm. Hook section of uh, New York, a hooker, it's like another, it's like a synonym of a shooter. So the idea that in league with his fight shorts, I suspect he's going to have a very sort of shoot style based offense, um, submission based, very much suplex based, as you'd expect. So I'm expecting like a really believable, like ass kicking from some really cool young dude, and I can't wait. I'm so excited to watch this. Uh, in the words of Adam Nicholas, I think he's going to chuck Fuego del Sol around like an empty tracksuit. He's going to have the Taz mission in his arsenal yet? Or do you think that's too too close to the bone, maybe? I mean, it's one of those where it's like, we were discussing Hook. We've discussed Hook for several months. Maybe even a full year at this point. Um, and one of our things was, oh, imagine if he came out of War Machine. Now we're thinking, no, because think about this kid's like, what, 21? He said he's early 20s at least. Yeah. The idea that he'd be listening to 70s rock music, just why would he? Mm. Like, he's going to, in fact, he doesn't come out to that. He comes mm. out to something that's probably too cool for me to listen. Indeed. I like Rumours by Fleetwood Mac <laughs> and the entire Beatles back catalogue. Those are two of my favourite albums. Um, as for the Taz mission, like, the good thing about Taz being this really bellicose, belligerent guy, really entertaining in the process, is that he hates it when people wear orange. He's had a go at uh, T-Bar for um, asking for the Taz mission mm-hmm. on Twitter. He went, DM me, brother. This is unprofessional. He's very protective over every element of his act. So if, in fact, Hook does it, it'll put him over. And it can be, like, the best version of that move because Taz has taught him the art of applying it correctly. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to, to Hook towards the end of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. We've got a conversation for you. I know we've done Hook, right, but stick around because we've got a hell of a conversation planned for you. A debate, almost. Yeah. Uh, amazing that we've gone straight to that on a show that features a tag team title match. It is Lucha Bros versus FDR for the AW tag titles. Shame this isn't two out of three fours, but it makes a lot of sense now with all the matches we've already got advertised on this show. Um... How do you see this one playing out? Because they've obviously gone back and forth a lot between these two tag teams. Yes, I expect um, FTR to lose because it feels like they are heading towards... Then again, this is what's so good about AEW's booking, right? It's been made abundantly clear that Jurassic Express are next in line for the titles once this dispute is uh, finished. Um, Christian Cage has told the audience this and in the process he's kind of alluded to the fact that I'm going to cheat on your behalf Mm -hmm. and that's going to cause a fallout they could credibly go up against either team which is why they are the best number one contenders they think about this so much they've got the best number one contenders because one FDR versus Jurassic Express they had a pandemic match which ruled Mm -hmm. Um, Jurassic Express and Lucha Brothers had a um, match on a very early rampage that Mm -hmm. was Incredible. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Absolutely incredible. They can have another match with a really fellow exciting babyface team, and it would be just as good as that, if not better. They can go up against the heel team. So they're sometimes AEW's booking, because you want it to be long-term, sometimes you can kind of go, ah, he beats him, he beats him, and then... And it's fine, but you want a little bit of spice at some point, and this gives you the spice, so I could uh, see it going either way. If I'm honest, I expect... 
Lucha Brothers to win. It's a bit short into the title reign. Um, we know that AEW likes to book lengthy title reigns to further establish the prestige of the titles. My only worry, not about the booking and where it goes, is how little time they'll have on this card. I'm mm. not expecting, there's two other matches I'm expecting to go really short. I'm worried about the time this will go. And honestly, I think every FTR versus Lucha Bros match, despite having moments of excellence, like them doing their Southern-style chicanery and cut-off with Phoenix in particular is so great because when he explodes and makes that comeback, yeah. it's just like a perfect update of the Southern-style. But they've got weird chemistry issues where certain things feel disjointed in a way that's hard to articulate. On the happier side of things, they've had plenty of time to work together to get develop like muscle memory and chemistry. So realistically, these are going to be bad opponents for each other forever if they can't nail it tonight because if you look at their respective... Abilities. It's people love the all out match. I'm being the grump here. Uh, the full gear match. I'm being the grump here. So tell me to piss off. But for me, I want a perfect match. I expect a perfect match between yeah. uh, two teams of this caliber. Uh, main event? Certainly. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I keep booking FTR to win these tag titles. So I'm going to stick with what I've said before. I think we might see a title change here. But like you say, don't really mind so long as Jurassic Express are next and maybe this draws a bit of a line under these two going back and forth with each other. Yeah. You know, we were meant to have that last week and then we had all the issues with Phoenix and Pac taking his place and then he, then he got blind heard, you know, and all the usual stuff. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, regardless of who emerges victorious here, I think this has got to be the, for, the, for now, uh, the final showdown between these two. Yes, absolutely. It's run its course. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, let's talk Adam Cole, Wheeler Utah. Uh, this is a show often that we talk about with, with three matches on it. As you, you alluded to earlier, there's, there's, there's four on this one. 
uh, see this one being relatively brief, I suppose, further developing the storyline that we're anticipating. Obviously, great to see you know Trent back. Yeah. But Cole and Orange Cassidy is where they're seemingly heading. Yeah, I think they're heading towards two matches. One, like a three-on-three um, three match between the Super Click. Mm-hmm. Maybe even get Cutler involved. And some um, permutation of best friends. This match is going to be a building block towards it. Um, I think it's going to go short. Wheeler Yuta has been established as a guy who gets beat really easily, which is weird. I think it speaks to how crowded this roster is. Um, it's a conversation that we don't really want to have, but it's it's in front of us. I think Wheeler Yuta is the kind of guy wherein if this roster wasn't so cramped and they hadn't somehow managed to convince Danielson and Punk to sign, <laughs> he'd be getting like eight-minute showcases yes, because he's yeah. one for the future. But given just how bloated everything is, he gets beat very, very easily when he's got more to offer. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting this to be short. I'm expecting this to be, like, just sort of a precursor to an angle. So they're going to do a three-on-three or a four-on-four, leading to Cole versus Cassidy. The only thing I quite like about Adam Cole doing another singles match is that it kind of complicates and makes more interesting the title picture mm-hmm. between Cole... Danielson's going to... Presumably lose a shot. So that kind of takes him out of the rankings or out of contention. Yeah. So that leaves as the biggest winning singles guys, Punk, MJF, and Adam Cole. And I love how they're all potential candidates for Hangman Page. So I like the idea of Cole racking up an incredibly short, filler, predictable win purely for how it might impact the big picture. Do you think he drops a reference here to Orange Cassidy, whether it be a lackadaisical pin uh, maybe with a, a slight thumb up foot on the he, chest. Yeah, I love that. I love that. He could be a right arsehole about beating Wheeler here. Or, I mean, I suppose he sets him up for the... I keep forgetting what it's bloody called. The last shot. Feel the boom or whatever Lower it is. Lower the boom. Lower the boom, thank you. Um, that's his song I'm thinking about. Uh, sets him up for that. He's down on his knees. He's out. And then he does the really lazy kicks and then goes, right, now I'm going to knee him as hard as I can in the back of the head. Something like yeah. that, I think, is, is what's required here. Or he could do the Cassidy shtick... And that's how you give Wheeler a bit of shine so he doesn't look completely like a jobber yeah. because I kind of think of him as a jobber. I know he's not. I've mm. watched several of his like independent breakthrough matches. So, yeah, I'll give him a bit of shine, but uh, four minutes at best, I think. Uh, we've also got another random six-woman tag. Uh, you know, I can see why they're doing this. Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose obviously facing each other uh, in Just the... Just a reminder for my sausages. <laughs> I'm making toad in the hole. At the weekend, and there's a specific butcher I use for my sausages. Ah. You've had a Dixon's sausage? Yes, I think I have, actually. I love a Dixon's sausage. I work... I'm a bit of a food snob, right? Except when it comes to sausages. I'm mad about those sausages. The cheaper the sausage, the better. Yeah. Right, it's one of those. There's no in-between. Either get a really cheap sausage, right? Or you go to, like, a fancy kind of hotel bed and breakfast to get an expensive sausage and it's really nice. The in-between, just try too hard. Yeah. I don't they, know when they faff about and chuck loads of veg and stuff in there. Like, oh, God, I know. They missed the point of the joy of a sausage. Either you use the absolute best meat and effectively mince and encase it, or you process the life out <laughs> of it and it's got this kind of <coughs> cheap appealing quality. If you go anywhere in the middle with a sausage, taste the difference. Ugh. Taste of ass. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting another random six-woman tag tonight. As I said, it, it makes sense in terms of Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose. another alarm for the sausages. It's okay. very important to get these sausages. Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho will be facing off in the TBS Championship Tournament, but they did another one of those 
Oh, interrupted. Oh, here's Penelope Ford and uh, the bunny and Ruby Soho. More like Ruby Solo. And then Tay Conti and Anager. It must continue this never-ending feud between those four. Having said that, Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose is a match I can't wait for in the championship tournament. And I suppose this is an element of a of sneak peek for it. But you feel that the Bunny and Penelope Ford are probably in this match to take the fall. Yes, it's all searingly predictable. And, um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for the teasers of Nyla Rose versus um, Ruby Soho. I think if you stack up her year, Nyla Rose might be one of the most underrated works of the year. She had a banger with Rio Mizunami. Mm-hmm. She had a banger with um, Britt Baker in the um, women's title eliminator that they did that had the Japanese bracket as well. Um, Twitter game is unbelievable. Twitter game is incredible. She had a great match with Shida not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. Um, so I am fully in support of them doing loads more with Nyla Rose. So I'm happy to watch her, even in a match that just feels like it's New Japan Road 2 undercard stuff. Exactly. I, inoffensive. If you're not expected to emotionally invest in it too much, it's the sort of thing where because it's women in it, and the women's division is what it is, it feels a little bit more galling than it would if it was blokes in the match. Mm. Who's you, Ruby Soho's team to win, though? Um, I think neither Rose's team is ah. going to win, because I expect Rose to win the one that can. That's uh, Soho, Soho yeah, yeah, Soho to get. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I haven't considered that. Uh, finally, quite possibly the hardest question I've ever asked you regarding AEW now. We teased it a little bit earlier on. You know, you're a huge fan of this promotion. Obviously, you wrote an entire bloody book about it. WhatCultureNotBigCartel.com. But Michael Sidgwick, who is the number one absolute piece in AEW, in honor of Hook's in-ring debut, of course? Hook is certainly up there. He's a contender, isn't he? He's got model good looks. The hair. The hair's incredible. He's got that brooding, mysterious... What's he thinking? Not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Oh. Not on social media. He's a mystery. He's just... He's, he's a very handsome young lad. Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. All right. CM Punk is a handsome bloke. Very handsome. He's got the same kind of edge to him as well. Informed by his actual history as a mad shagger as well. Yeah. Um... He's an extremely handsome bloke in the bad boy mode. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll let you go after one more of mine. Under the radar, handsome. Cash Wheeler. Yeah. He's an incredibly handsome guy. He's just got this stout physique. He looked after you. He looked after Bret Hart, didn't he? Remember that? Yeah. Incredible stuff from Cash Wheeler. He's got a very 80s-inspired haircut. I'm all about the 80s. I just love that cultural decade. So I'm a fan of... Well, his entire act as a result, his theme, his gear, and his hair. And he's just got this uh, handsome quality where as much as he's a heel, he hasn't got that same kind of... Dax Harwood could not have been any other human being than Dax Harwood. If you look mm-hmm. at his yes. face, yeah, yeah. he was like fated to be the man that he is. I think Cash Wheeler's got a heart of gold in there somewhere. Uh, some honourable mentions from my side. Uh, we saw him the other week. Jose. Where's he been hiding that? Unbelievable. Like that bod. Oh, where's that come from Anthony Gogo. we're biased but you got a hunk face yeah speaking of which gotta mention the guy who has the uh, tightest tits in the game Ethan Page 
And Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Scorpio Sky's fit as well. Cody uh, Rhodes is a handsome fella. Yeah. Square jawed, clean cut. Maybe that's why people resent them because they're incel virgins. Andrade. I mean, I remember that pick when I think either we were saying he's gone from WWE or he's he already had left. And there was that pick of him strutting down the street, and we were like, imagine letting this guy I go. Know. But this Kenny I mean, Omega's a handsome guy. Kenny Omega. Hangman Adam, Page. Hangman Page. Adam Cole. Yeah, who's low key, like never gets talked about in shit. Uh, Matt Jackson. Yeah. Brian Danielson's a handsome guy. Max Caster. Ah, Bowens. Bowens. Bowens is the fitter. Sorry, Max. You know the Buzz B promo, PWG, uh, Danielson in London? Yeah, we talked about that on the news earlier. Danielson has got the Indie Lad 2000s haircut to end all Indie Lad haircut yeah. 2000s. Well, I think classically handsome is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, he's such a dick that he can't help ruin that really good bone structure with his smugness. Mm. And then there are two obvious standouts that we haven't mentioned yet. One of whom's in action tonight. Another one who's quite possibly going to be on commentary tonight as well. A Taz. Well, a Taz. Let's not forget Taz. Ricky Starks and Adam Cole. Oh, yeah, Ricky Starks incredibly handsome. There are so many handsome dudes working for that organization. You had to pick one. The most handsome. The absolute piece right now. Oh, man. Ted, it was the hardest question I'm ever going to ask you. Oh. I've never been a fan of slicked back hair CM Punk, you know. Okay. When he shaved it. Mmm. I reckon... But he's not... See, he's got hair. So... Cash Wheeler? Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. I'm going to be basic bitch. I think I have to be... I have to say Adam Cole. The only, I know the reason why you haven't picked Adam Cole. There's another one. Oh. Adam Cole is the spitting double of my old next door neighbor. Really? Johnny True. <laughs> He's a handsome bugger as well. Like, But it's just like, how can't you be? You live next door to us. <coughs> I feel like this conversation is going to run and run. Going to be responses to this will be hook memes, sausage chat, and who's the number one absolute piece in AW. Absolutely. We'll do a Twitter poll. Yeah. Top top three, if you had to put a Twitter poll out. I feel like I have to go Hook, Starks, Cole. I love, as much as I love Andrade. Hook, Punk, Wheeler. Okay. A go-go is like up there as well. Comorato, a bit of rough as well. Nah. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts. You can talk about the wrestling side of things as well if you want on Twitter. At WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. As I said, you can uh, order Sidgwick's brilliant new book all about AEW, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW right now, whatculture.bigcartel.com. There's a whole host of other things on there as well. But for now, this has been the AEW Rampage preview. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Our SmackDown preview is available right now. And our review of this show will be available on Monday. But as I said... For now, my thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy Hook tonight, and we will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.